Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recovery Radio, where we discuss substance abuse treatment and recovery. You can listen live at blogtalkradio.com forward slash OCG Radio. Please note that the views and opinions of our hosts and guests are not necessarily the views of OCG, nor is it meant to replace professional advice or the advice of your physician. And now, here's our show, Roach on Recovery, with your host, Orville Roach. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It's been a good while, almost three months, our longest drought of doing a show. Um, and we're going to talk about where we've been and what we've been doing and, and why we have not been on the air. Let me first uh, bring in our producer. Mr. Producer, are you there? Mr. Producer, well, he is he's there somewhere in the ethers because uh, I was just talking to him uh, on the sidebar um, before we uh, switched over to live. So I am not sure where he is, um, but I will communicate with him offline to make sure that is him and not me, and I am just talking to uh, space. I'll wait for him to... Uh, um, now, he says he can hear me loud and clear, but I can't hear him. So, Mr. Producer, check your... Uh, Make sure you're not on mute. Um, you are. You are on live. Have you clicked on live? But I can't hear you. So what I'm going to do, so folks, he can, he can hear me loud and clear. He said, but he can't. But I can't hear him. Um, so I'm going to put him on hold and then click him back over. To see him now. Uh, oh, now we can hear you, sir. Look at that. So I heard. I heard when you when you unclicked me there. I heard the the little operator say muted and unmuted. So okay, good. We're back in the building after after quite the hiatus. Let's see. Boy, I was holding my breath. And come on now, after three <laughs> months and within a minute, we're already back to the technical difficulties. But we're good. We're in the building. Um, and, well, and actually, looking forward to the. You know, go ahead. No, I was going to say, actually, we're not in the building um, because both of us are at uh, unusual locations. 
not where we normally are. Um, and so we're working with foreign foreign headsets, foreign computers, foreign devices, um, and just uh, going on it on a wing and a prayer that this is going to go, you know, uh, technological error free um, for the hour or so that we're going to be um, talking. That's right. So you're you're That's right. you're you're just you're um you're mobile right now. You're just out and about and taking care of certain business, which we're going to talk about what you're doing. Um, and I'm in another location, um, at OCG because my office is not going to be available and hasn't been available for going on two months, um, and probably won't be available for another two weeks. Um, but um, I've commandeered another office and some headphones and whatnot and computer and said, look, we got to do a show for Thanksgiving. We've never missed That's a Thanksgiving right. show and we shouldn't start. Um, so say welcome to everybody. Uh, we haven't given our number in a long time. 646-564-9909 is the number. Um, so, Mr. Producer, let's start with this. Um, where have we been and what have we been doing? And and I answered it in our show description. It's been everything and every anything and everything all about CARF. That's right. Uh, That's right. And after our last show in August, um, unbeknownst to our listeners, um, that started the home stretch for us, I would say probably the, the last 30, 30 to 40 days um, of preparation for our CARF survey. And for those of you out there who don't know what CARF is, CARF stands for the Commission on Accreditation of Rehabilitation Facilities. And it's an independent organization that accredits um, programs like ours, drug treatment programs, and other types of um, rehabilitation um, facilities. Um, they are similar to JACO, which does hospitals and things of that nature. Um, so we've been accredited by them before, dating back to as far as 2003. Um, and our last accreditation expired in March of 2017, and we purposely let it expire because we were then just at the beginning stages of being under the new organized delivery system for um, substance abuse treatment and services in California. And there was no, and you know, because we restructured our staffing teams and all of that to prepare for the organized delivery system and how treatment was going to be uh, provided moving forward. Um, this started in February, February 1st, 2017. Um, we wanted to spend all of our energy on, get, you know, becoming proficient in that and getting our staff up to speed in that and not simultaneously try to undertake the process of accreditation. And so we did right. that. We took a couple of years off, but we didn't just take time off and weren't doing anything. We actually, um, we, we acted within internally as if we were just starting anew with a new accreditation. Um, even though we have experience with the process, um, but a number of our staff haven't had that experience. And so we decided to we embarked on what turned out to be a 22-month process um, of preparing ourselves for the CARP survey. And the surveys, when you have to spend at least um, six months, well, let me back up. You spend as long as it takes to get to the point where you could, you have <laughs> deemed yourself that you are compliant with all of the um, the criteria, all of the yeah. standards. And then once you have deemed yourself compliant with all the standards, then you have to spend six months living it out. Okay? 
And there are various tools and mechanisms that you have to utilize as your documented proof that you are and have been living it out for a minimum of six months. And then prior to the close of that six months, when you have an idea of when you're going to meet that six month, you know, when it's going to occur, you can apply, you can complete your application to schedule your survey. And your survey is when a couple of surveyors come out to your sites and conduct basically think of it as an audit um yep but they are auditing every facet of your organization from your board all the way down to your uh your mop buckets um so and everything in between to see if you are in compliance with your standard the standards and they spend two days here you know looking over everything and you know peeling back the curtains lifting up the sheets putting the gloves on into the corners, checking for dust and whatnot. So they really, you know, put you through a process. Um, the whole and nine. We ha- the whole nine. And we had our survey, um, I want to say October 3rd and 4th. And yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that Thursday and Friday over those two days. And we were... Well, a couple of things happened that in the exit conference, the surveyors made us aware that uh, they had absolutely no recommendations, which was extremely rare. Unheard of. Unheard of. And so normally they would take time to tell you about your strengths and about your weaknesses that they've uncovered through their two days of auditing you. And then what their recommendations are in the various categories that they reviewed, you know, whether it be your board, finances, personnel, uh, program, health and safety, maintenance, you name it. And they go through their standards and make sure you're meeting the standards in all those areas. And if you're not, you know, they'll have a recommendation on what you need to do or should be doing so that you can comply with the standards. So usually, historically for us, we usually end up with, I want to say, anywhere between 7 and 12 recommendations, which is pretty good, which is pretty yeah, good. Right. Um, I mean, if you get up there in the 20s and 30s and whatnot, then, you know, you're, you're not going to get accredited. Um, but, you know, under 15 spread out over, you know, maybe six categories, that's pretty good. Um, and we had zero. Um, so they were very praiseworthy towards us. However, the surveyors have nothing to do with whether or not you get accredited. They just conduct the survey, submit a report, and then that goes to a different body that reviews the report, reviews their survey, and then decides whether or not we have met the standards. Um, and of course, based on everything they said and everything we felt, we believed that we were going to achieve the highest accreditation level, which is a three-year accreditation. And we, in fact, did do that. Um, we got the letter uh, two weeks ago um, congratulating us and um, taking time to acknowledge the rarity of achieving that without getting any recommendations. So... We are very um, pleased with ourselves because we were, you know, the staff, everyone worked hard, and that's the the outcome from that hard work. So. Yeah, that's the payoff. Yeah, that's the payoff. So that's what we've been doing. So the meeting, um, the meeting is pretty cool too. When when you're sitting yeah. in front of the surveyors, especially when they're going down uh, and and talking about. Uh, zero recommendations, right? That, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, they go through everything, every category, and you know, explain what the category is, what they were looking for, and then they say, and we had zero recommendations. And so, after doing that, through you know, going through the various categories, you know, that was um, amazing. So that's what we were spending our time doing. Uh, preparing, you know, preparing for that during the home stretch, our, all our energy and focus was on that, um, along with, of course, providing services. But um, it's in, it was important to us to accomplish that um, because it's something you can hang your hat on 
that an independent body has come into your organization and looked at your organization from head to toe, all facets, um, didn't leave any area untouched, and say, hey, you know what, based on our standards, um, which are industry-accepted standards um, at a high level, that you guys are doing a very good job of meeting them. So that's what we were doing. And we got a bonus, Mr. Producer. We got a bonus. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did. And uh, and I'll tell you what, and if it weren't for the result of that bonus, and I'll let you tell it, um, I might have been very upset with the host here for uh, approving the, the, the moving forward with a certain bonus uh, had that not been approved uh, uh, based on uh, the lack of uh, being able to prepare for such a thing. Right. So what Mr. Producer is referring to is that uh, we were in, we, the, we have had all of our programs accredited, the residential program, the outpatient programs, plural, and the recovery residence. We did not um, request the recovery residence to be accredited, so we didn't prepare for it to be accredited because we actually did not see anything in their manuals that applied to the recovery residents. However, when they arrived on site and started getting into the survey, and we t took them on a tour of our recovery residents and explained to them what it was and how it operates and all that stuff, and they asked, they posed the question, you know, why haven't you and would you be interested in adding that to the current survey to see if you would meet those standards for what they term under, in their language community housing? Um, and so what the agreement we made was that if after review they determined that, let's say, there are too many deficiencies and it will bring down – the other programs, then we'll skip it. We'll just do it the next round. But if it appears that we are more than more than meeting the standards, we'll include it. Well, not only did we meet the standards, but they had zero recommendations. <laughs> so yeah, when I told right. Mr. when I told Mr. Producer that hey, uh, we're we're going for the recovery residents also because they said you know they have something that matches it. Um, you know, the look on his face was priceless because obviously he didn't get an opportunity to, you know, marshal his troops to make sure that they were in the best possible light, the best possible position to uh, have the best possible outcome. But what it does speak to is that, you know, just the everyday standard, you know, the, the, the everyday um, OCG standard was enough to meet that standard. And so we didn't have to, you know, bring out any extra white gloves, any extra wipes and whatnot to uh, yeah, right. clean and see if the files were in order and all of that stuff. No, they everything was in order to the point, like I said, that they had no recommendations. Yeah, it was a similar experience to because um, we are also uh, registered with KDAC uh, or um, as a as a certified. Uh, I get they they have a recovery residence now, although they they still don't differentiate the difference between a recovery residence and an SLE. Um, but that's the and there is a for another time. Yeah. No, of course there is a difference, and we we've explained that to them, and even explained that to them that that the state even recognizes the difference. They seem to be behind the eight ball on that, but right. um, that is uh, another story for another time. Point of, point of it is, uh, when the uh, accreditor came through to uh, do a walk through our recovery residence to get this um, SLE certification, if you will. Um, he he i think he stopped literally halfway through and said i don't there's no point in continuing um you're clearly going to meet the standard because um for folks you out there have been listening to us long enough know the difference between the two um and an SLE is essentially um they're just looking that you're you're not uh you're not stuffing seven people into a room and having people live amongst rats 
um, because there's no program, so to speak. This is just right. a living quarters uh, for people who are, you know, uh, want to be clean and sober. And because we were once an adolescent program at that site um, where the standards were far more rigid than anything you'd see in the adult world, uh, and that's how we were set up to run and continue to run essentially um, on the same principles and with some of the same policies and procedures, um, it was like he had never he had never been to any review for a certification like ours, and and stopped me halfway through and said, "What's the address? We'll mail it wherever you need it mailed to." Mm-hmm. Um, so something a similar similar type experience, right? So and it all ended well in the end, um, and now we're just waiting for our. Um, Certificates so that we can proudly post them in all the facilities. And I, I would right. like to say, yeah, I would like to say that we are the the first and the only, so far, the first and the only recovery resident in the state of California that's accredited. Love that. And that's even that. better. That's, a, that's high praise. Yeah, and that's even better, in my opinion, than being recognized by the national, you know, that, that National Association of Recovery Residences, NAR, N-A-A-R, I think, or right. N-A-R-R. Right. Um, yeah, so that's a good feather in our cap, and it was uh, well-earned and well-deserved. So, so, but in a nutshell, that's what we've been doing. Um, so you, you, you tie that, you add that there, what we've been focusing on internally. The fact that, uh, at least for me, my office has been unavailable, um, which is where I um, host the show out of, and then Mr. Producer has his studio out of his office, um, where he's not at today, which leads us into another topic regarding Mr. Producer, who is embarking on... And at the crucial tale, not not crucial in a negative sense, but you know, in, in the in the expectant sense, the crucial yeah, the crucial tale, tale, yeah, time sense tale, the, the crucial tale end of another life change. So he's got two life changes going on right now as we speak, um, and I'll let Mr. Producer talk about them because. They're huge. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Absolutely, yeah. Well, for the first life change, and I believe maybe we probably talked about it, uh, or I imagine maybe we, we talked about it in the August show, but uh, indeed my, my wife and I are expecting our first child, um, and so that is, uh, I'd argue, that's the biggest uh, crucial uh, life change. Probably not even out of the two, but thank you, thank you. Um, not even out of the two, I'd say, but that that might that might be the biggest one in life that that you might face. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second would be um, that my wife and I have just purchased our first uh, property in the Bay Area. We are officially uh, we'll call it closet owners. <laughs> Uh, because uh, as anybody who lives, and I know we have some East Coast listeners out there, but but anybody who lives um, in the Bay Area, and more particularly um, on the peninsula or in the city, I, you could probably say San Jose to San Francisco, and then the peninsula that connects the two. Um, yeah, you you are you are at a white hot housing market that is inflated through the roof, uh, almost artificially speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you, you don't get very much for your dollar in terms of space or land. So, so we have what I like to call, uh, one great big walk-in closet, but it's ours and we own it. So we're proud. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yep. And so, uh, so yeah, so, so the crucial bit being the, uh, our, our little one is expected to join the family in late December. And uh, and now we're in the midst of, of moving into said walk-in closet. So hopefully to get everything settled in um, before we have the newest uh, member of the family join us 
Um, and so we're uh, we're running around like crazy to, to try and make that happen. And if the 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 gods of the universe will either smile upon you or frown upon you, depending on when this child is born, because uh, either you're going to get a two for one or you're going to get a one plus one in terms of uh, when his birthday is. Because if he <laughs> right. comes on Christmas, then you can get over on him on the two for one. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Save a buck. Yeah, until he figures it out. But if you get, uh, let's say, the born on December 22nd, <laughs> yeah, I don't it. think you're going to be able to get off. over. <laughs> or any time, or any time, any. Or any time after the 25th, Christmas Day. So let's say, you know, you got Christmas Day, and he's born on the 27th, and you got New Year's Day. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be getting you guys for for a while on those that that three that three day run <laughs> to close oh, yeah, out the year. Yeah, exactly right. That's a, that's a, that's a week's worth of celebration. <laughs> so. Oh boy. Yes. Good, yeah, good well, stuff. Good uh, stuff. Don't, yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then we'll we'll lead you into we we've got some news uh, about your uh, recent excursions that um, limited to, uh, or I should say, including but not limited to um, some in-home dental malpractice, uh, as well as as well as some traveling nightmares. Uh, and and we will let you uh, give the explanation. But before any of that, we'll ask. Uh, in regards to the dental malpractice, how are we healing up, sir? So far, so good. No setbacks. But in okay, reference good. to what, <laughs> but in reference to what Mr. Producer was talking about, I did take a short excursion uh, back to the Eastern Seaboard to visit my mother uh, during her birthday week. Um, I wanted to, you know, just swoop in under the cover of darkness, um, and spend some quality time with her as she has celebrated her 91st birthday and, um, and, and to have it not be, um, so her birthday was the Wednesday, November 13th, and I flew out on that Wednesday night, um, and I made the check in advance before I planned this trip that it was just going to be a quiet celebration, a dinner on Saturday or something, and that's about it, just with whoever local family members, and that's it. That's all I, because that's it. if it's going to be anything big, whatever, I'm not coming because then, you know, you you you, you plan to go visit someone, and then you have this other celebration, and you kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and you don't you don't get to spend the time that you want to spend, and so that wasn't the case. And I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. Got to spend quality time every single day with my mother. I also got the customary thorough uh, thrashing in Boggle, losing five straight games. And, of course, the thorough thrashing in Scrabble, losing 147 to 87. So, Ooh, um, boy, yeah, that's a, that's a landslide right there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked a little bit of smack before the game saying, you know, I'm out to get you. Um, I don't want to hear anything about age, you know, or any excuses. And then I got thoroughly, uh, <laughs> smacked, smacked down. That, that'll happen. So she's still obviously as sharp as attack and, uh, coming up with words I didn't even know existed. And um, especially during the Scrabble game, we had a Scrabble dictionary, uh, dictionary.com, a Webster's dictionary. Because uh, I'm telling you, man, they'd be coming up with some words, you know, some Jamaican words, some <laughs> British words, yeah, we, and whatnot. Did we, to, did we have to throw the challenge flag a couple of times? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we threw the challenge flag a couple of times. Um, and of course, no, man, they were no, they were none overturned. All were upheld uh, by the Scrabble Dictionary. Um, so, yeah, it was – and by, it, four people played. It was me, my oldest sister, and then her daughter, my niece. And uh, I came in last. So, <laughs> oh, man. The you know, family's what, not taking it easy on you, huh? No, no, no. No, no guest services, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so – 
so my excursion out, outbound, my visit, all of that was fantastic, just as I wanted it, just as I planned. And I was leaving with a smile on my face saying, finally, I've had a trip back east to visit my mother that, you know, went as planned. And the only thing left was to come home, you know, fly out of Richmond International Airport back to Newark in New Jersey, and then from Newark home to San Francisco. Well, as I've said over the years on this show, you know, flying out of Newark is, I mean, flying out of Richmond is a crapshoot. The last two times I've missed my connecting flights into Chicago because of weather or wind or whatever. And um, I was sitting in the Richmond airport an hour ahead of schedule, talking to my sister and saying, well, you know, no delays this time. Everything's looking fine. Beautiful weather. Um, just an hour flight to Newark. And why I was so, you know, kind of excited is because I was preparing to fly on the brand spanking new 787-10 Dreamliner that United just put into service from Newark to San Francisco. And I got a seat on that flight, window seat. Never t- I never sit by the window. Um, second to last row, so I can get the total wing view, engine view on takeoff, the whole nine yards. Yep. A- and I built in a three and a half hour window so that if anything happens, there's any weather or wind or whatever, that look, I got enough time to make my connecting flight. And would you believe I still didn't make the flight? <laughs> still didn't make the flight. Why? Because our plane from Richmond to Newark had mechanical difficulties, which it took them five hours to determine that they could not fix. And so I missed my flight. Sat in the airport for five hours. Because they told us they could fix it. It would take an hour. For our listeners, the steering wheel broke on the plane. They couldn't steer it. And they didn't find that out until we got to the runway to take off. And then the pilot comes on and says, my tiller, they call it a tiller, T-I-L-L-E-R, which is the handle that they use to steer. So they, that the, the, the wheel that you see, that yoke, it's called a yoke, is not what they use to actually steer the plane on the ground. They have a little hand, a little, called a little handlebar at the side, and that's what they use to steer the, the, the front wheels when they're on the ground. Sure. And that thing broke. Um, and so we had to be towed back to the gate. And they said, look, we think it'll just take an hour. It might just be some dirt on the switch or whatever. But it ended up, we waited there for five hours before they said, eh, we're not going to be able to fix it. Five hours later, huh? Yeah. So I was kind of bummed out missing the Dreamliner. Um, But they were able to route me through Denver. Um, And I was going to get a triple seven. You know, I'm always looking for the wide bodies, Mr. Producer, Um, from Denver to San Francisco. Well, unfortunately, yep, yep. on the on the Richmond to San to Denver flight, my seatmate, my next door neighbor, spilled coffee on me. Um, so, you know, you got all this stuff going on, you know, sitting around for five hours, not missing your flight, getting routed through Denver. Um, by the way, I, I would not recommend you and your wife go through Denver ever, unless you can avoid, unless you can, you know, unless you can't avoid it. Because it's similar to going into Vegas because of the mountains, the, the turbulence. That's just some free tip. Oh, yeah, free no, we t- can't do that. We a can't free do tip. that. Um, I mean, nothing bad, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, man, it was a, it was a, it was a 20-hour horrifying experience on the, on the travel home. Uh, that, uh, so we, we, we went from a, a five to five and a half hour um, bucket list experience to a 20 hour would love to have forgotten about it experience. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man, of course, the kicker is they lost my bags. The, my bags never left Richmond. So when I got to San Francisco, I got a text saying your bags, your your bags are delayed. And come to find out they never put them on the, took them off the broken plane and put them on the Denver flight. The only logical question would be what exactly did you do in your past life, sir? Nothing. 
to my knowledge, it's really the question. No, the question should be is what the hell is happening in Richmond that they can't get their business straight with their flights at that airport? The planes are breaking. They, they, they're afraid to fly when it's too windy. If it's a little bit of rain, you know, I mean, it's crazy. You would think three and a half hours is enough, you know, leeway, right? But it wasn't. Yeah, you would imagine. That's why you did it. So, so that's that, um, which brings us to the main reason why we're on the air today, which is this is Thanksgiving week, and it is, at least in our program, OCG, Our Common Ground, and I'll even extend it back into data, okay, that we are entering a time of the year commencing with Thanksgiving week and obviously ending with the new year celebration that for me as a resident 30 plus years ago up in Swan Lake, New York, as a staff person for 30 years has always been an enjoyable time of the year for me in the treatment environment. So that's why I said, Mr. Producer, we have to do a show this week because it is Thanksgiving week. It kicks off, you know, the holiday season, um, not only in, in American society, but in our, in our program. And when we talk about the holiday season within our program, it's more a season of, of obviously, this week of giving thanks um, expressing gratitude and all of that, but a season of reflection. Um, and one of the things I like to do, which I'm hoping I'll have the time to do tomorrow at the residential facility, is to do a uh, a interactive seminar and to have the clients talk about, you know, you know, where were you last year this time? What were you doing? And in comparison to where you now sit here um, in a program, uh, making the necessary steps and effort to get your life back in order. And right. we want, we like, we want, we want, and we like the clients to be able to see, feel, and experience the difference between the two. So whether they were in jail, whether they were on the streets, or whether they were, you know, in neither situation, but just being a functional addict, um, that they can reflect back and speak to, you know, what that experience was like for them in comparison to how they currently feel now based on where they're at in their life experience. Yeah. Now, Mr. Producer, I'll talk about me second, but I'm going to ask you first. You know, what was your experience like? Did you experience Thanksgiving in the, in the program? I, well, obviously, as a staff person, did you experience it as a client? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my, I I got to experience the the full season, if you will. I, my intake date was November second. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's, we we got to experience the the full the full gamut. Now, I um, I actually had a great experience. Um, the the staff definitely made it feel um, warm and inviting, um, and uh, you know I, I you know now I had. Um, you know, coming in a family that that celebrated and would do something very festive around around the holidays, um, but I know that there were um, some of my peers um, who didn't have that same experience outside. You know, be, uh, either um, they might have been a ward of the court uh, and and were in different foster homes and never really had that experience. Um, and so it, it made me feel good and it allowed me to kind of get outside myself a little bit. And, and not really think about where I would have been instead, but instead being present for some of my peer, 
um, who were there and actually getting to enjoy something where it felt like it, you know, was celebrated and it was important um, and being able to kind of get back, give back to them um, a little bit so, so they could have that kind of like a feeling around the, the seasons that they never really had. Um, and so it was a great time. Now it was um, very triggering, obviously, to um, a lot of people that that time of year can be. Um, but my experience was great. And it's interesting the point you made because those are the two dynamics that we try to almost cover. One is the person who has a warm memory of their Thanksgiving experience, holiday experience. And so we try and make sure that we can mimic that. And then you have those who may not have a very warm memory of their uh, recent or if at all Thanksgiving and holiday experience. So we want to start, start the process of them having great memories for the holidays. So we're charged with two tasks, you know, measuring up to those who've had, you know, warm and wonderful memories and creating warm and wonderful memories for those who haven't had them to that point. Correct. Correct. And I think somehow, somehow we're able to accomplish both of those um, because I know personally for me, as was for you, my experience as, as a client in the holiday season in Daytop was fantastic. And I come from a family like yours that was very festive around the holiday times and, and put great energy and what have you into this time of the year and, and had nothing but warm memories. Um, so it was, well, you know, what's, you know, my, 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 my attitude was a little bit like, well, what's this going to be like, you know, is it going to be, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, well, how, how right, could with right, 250 right. people, you know, locked, you know, all the way up here, you know, buried in the Catskill Mountains, you know, what kind of Thanksgiving is this going to be? And it turned out to be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So having that experience, just like yourself having that experience, um, we're now charged with, obviously, and we have been for years, making sure that those who are you know, going through their treatment experience now have that same experience. Um, and I haven't heard in my time, I don't know about you, I have not heard from anyone who has said, hey, I didn't enjoy the Thanksgiving when I was in Daytop. I didn't enjoy it when I was in OCG. Because um, one of the things I, I always make sure, I, have, I only have a couple of caveats. One, don't ever, we never run out of food. To me, that's the worst. On Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah, not having enough food. Okay, so I said we always want to have enough food to the point that I don't care if they're eating it for the next two days. Okay, um, so don't run out of food, <clears throat> and make sure that um, we we that we don't miss the opportunity to talk about. So like I'm going to try and be there on Wednesday, but I'm not there. You're not there on the day. But we always encourage our staff who are working that day to make sure that when they get the family together, to it's a nice opportunity to talk about, you know, being thankful. Right, right, absolutely. Um, it's very interesting when, in the past, when I've done that seminar, um, you know, people's perspective based on where they were and where they're at now. Um. What's even more interesting um, but very real is the odd person or two or three that, um, like as you said, that this time of the year, starting with Thanksgiving, um, is not a happy time. You know, it's not happy memories for them. Um, and just because, you know, we're making an effort for it to be happy and plentiful and all that good stuff, um, that doesn't mean that that's what their experience is. Um, for, for, for some, it's a depressing time um, because right, of the memories right. that they have associated and connected with this time of the year. Um, so that's a challenge. And, and, and with that, that's where we hope. We hope that 
the pairs, um, no, I tell you, nothing beats the effect of the pairs. We hope that the pairs are aware of that and that they take action on that to, um, for lack of a better description, crowd out the ability for the negative feelings to take hold. Right, right. So, yeah. Fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and so, um, and I think many of us who uh, are able to relate to you know, like uh, our, our treatment experience, right? And uh, and no matter what side of the spectrum you were on in terms of holidays prior to that, um, feeling that, you know, hey, it, it was made to feel special and be special, and then being able to translate that into the current day community um, and, and understanding that there are people on both sides of that coin. Um, so there's really a concerted effort make sure no matter what side you are on, um, you're going to be able to give back and, and feel uh, a certain way about that time, that, that time um, being sensitive to whatever anybody might, might feel. The other thing, Mr. Producer, is I don't think we can touch this subject without touching the obvious thing also that we've touched on a number of times within the last couple of years or 18 months, <clears throat> which, which is the antithesis of being thankful and being grateful, and that is um, when you are when you when you are trying to create uh, an environment of being thankful that's being attacked by entitlement um, Ooh, and, yeah. and and other um, senses of you know. Of entitlement, <laughs> uh, the one of the yeah, word to use. Right. <laughs> that, that, that is that, the word to use in that, that that scenario. Right. So, I mean, in the show we did, we did a show on this, and one of the, the main points we tried to have our home was that, you know, gratitude, being thankful, and entitlement really can't coexist. Um, and so, you know, one of them gets crowded out. And what we always try and tell our our clients, especially that obviously this is more prevalent in recent years. Um, We won't go into all of that at this moment, but we did a whole show on it. Check the archives. Um, Gratitude gratitude and entitlement. Um, They can't coexist. Subtitle. But, you know, we are in times now where, you know, York, we are constantly um, fighting against entitlement. That noise in the background you hear is uh, giving away where Mr. Producer actually is. <laughs> yes. And I apologize to the <laughs> for it, but I'm glad we spoke about it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> he is, uh, so we're trying to expand the walk-in closet to a double closet. He is uh, preparing the uh, the humble abode um, for their <laughs> soon-to-be occupation of it. And, yeah, the full-time, yeah, full-time mommy and daddy. And an expanded occupation with the little one coming soon thereafter. So you'll hear some banging, some some whatnot going on in the background because uh, work doesn't stop even just because you're doing a podcast. Uh, that's right. That's do, right. They got. They got to do what they got to do. Um, otherwise, uh, you and your wife will be sleeping on the veranda uh, <laughs> while they while they're continuing to do work on the interior. Yeah, that's while, exactly right. While 747s go overhead, uh, you guys will be lying down on the veranda floor, looking up at the underbelly of the fuselage as it goes flies above you. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but it just goes to show, hey, it, it had been too long uh, since we had a show, so there there would be no excuse uh, to to back out of this one. Um, nothing nothing too big or small that was going to stop this show from happening. 
Yep. Um, so to wrap up, um, historically, now in the recovery residence, because I'm presuming that the recovery residence and the residential program are kind of similar in terms of what they do, um, a holiday like this, but what do, what do you see, Mr. Producer, i.e., uh, site supervisor, um, of as the structure for that day to give our listeners an insight onto what happens on a, a holiday like Thanksgiving in that environment? So, uh, so first and foremost, uh, we implement what uh, is has always been a very popular custom in the TC, and that's the Sunday structure. Uh, and the Sunday structure always involves a late wake-up, um, so it's the one day a week where folks can sleep in. And so we, we always project that one to both the uh, Christmas Day structure and the Thanksgiving structure. Um, something that might be unique to me, but it is something that happened when I was in treatment and I always liked it. And it's a, it's a great way to uh, maybe even start a tradition to some of the folks on the side of the coin that we had referenced earlier um, that may not have come from, you know, a family that had a lot of traditions or a lot of customs or weren't super festive in a certain light. Uh, and that's Thanksgiving Day football. So um, everybody knows who has listened to our show uh, how very important we take our sports and our, our football season, you and I uh, particularly. Uh, but as everybody knows, the Thanksgiving uh, Day football is very popular in many households across the U.S because uh, football is very popular across the U.S., and you have a triple header. And so we definitely make sure we've got the football games going from morning to night uh, with those late wake-ups and uh, a very basic breakfast because we want to make sure that everyone's got a great appetite working uh, for the Thanksgiving meal that is going to be prepared and served um, that, you know, our gracious cook who's been there um, for years, we'll either get things started the, the day before and, and leave stuff for the kitchen to prep or even come in on the day of uh, to ensure that the meal, like you said, that A, we don't run out of food, and B, uh, that the meal is absolutely delicious. And so when you combine a nice little sleep-in uh, with some delicious food and football all day, um, it's, it's a day where the clients can absolutely sit back and, and do their best to enjoy their time with where they are at. Uh, and then additionally, we do something that's called known as rolling over the books, uh, kind of getting heavy TC there on folks. But generally speaking, uh, the books are a tool with which we hold um, the peers of the facility, the family members of the facility accountable for their behavior. Um, and on holidays, we don't run the books in the evening um, so there is, there is not, not free reign to, to not hold anybody accountable and break all the rules because we don't mm-hmm. have any problem booking you and rolling it over till the next day. So you will still <laughs> be held accountable, but, but we're not doing anything like that in the structure. So we're really relaxing all day. It's almost like a holiday exemption, unless it's something really serious. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and what, what time is, is dinner normally uh, so on, the, on that dinner, day? dinner we try to have, and this is very, um, uh, well, I guess similar to Christmas, although Christmas we will do something more traditional and maybe a little later. Uh, but the Thanksgiving dinner we're usually serving around 3.30 or 4. And can, you know, to the best of your knowledge that you're aware, can you let our listeners know in on what the menu might be? For that day Yeah so we In that sense we keep it What you might define as Traditional American So we're roasting off a turkey There might also be um, a ham Or this year there might even be A little prime rib um, On the menu And then your traditional potato dish Some sort of green bean casserole um, Our facility cook Roz who we all love very dearly um, She also Is quite the baker so there will certainly be pumpkin pies and perhaps some pecan pies, uh, some sparkling cider. And, and another cool thing about the early dinner, what we like to do, is um, we, because it's early, we can kind of keep the food line warm. And so, you know, like many of us, we'll have the dinner and then the leftovers. So 
uh, there, there might be two dinners in some households or many households right. Uh, right. where you've got the line warm. So if people want to go back at six or seven during the night football game and grab some right. more, uh, we right. are all good with that as well. Right. Very good. Um, any any special desserts planned or just, a, as you said, just a traditional yeah, the traditional, oh, I think there okay. will be both pumpkin pie and pecan pie, uh, mm-hmm. but we're we're keeping it pretty classic in, in that regard. Okay. Good stuff. Just wanted to give our listeners a little insight into uh, what happens on Thanksgiving Day in, in the um, – you know, in the recovery residence, and I'm sure it's probably the same at the residential facility. And and yes, the the early dinner is a smart move. Um, it's a uh, it's a British move. Um, yeah, having yeah. the 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 early dinner um, because it allow, obviously allows time for uh, you know food to digest and whatnot. Um, now, I will say this: historically speaking, you know, growing up on the East Coast. You know, being on Eastern Standard Time, we loved it because, you know, you can go outside and have a couple of football games, you know, before the games come on TV. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the, the um, actual Turkey Day football, a little rough touch, if you will. Exactly. Um, and so you've worked up an, you've worked up an appetite, you know, through some rugged exercise, and then now you're able to come in and watch the football games on TV, eat, and then now, you know, with the, the late games, because they got three games on, but now you get an evening game. And so, yeah, you can be nibbling and, uh, you know, watching your, your late game. Now I will say That's this uh, for for me personally because uh, ultimately I don't eat a lot, um, but um, I have no idea what the plans are. <laughs> All I know is I'll be getting a I'll be getting a list sometime this evening, and need to make it happen between now and, uh, and Wednesday night. Yeah, right. Uh, um, now the disadvantage of being on the West Coast is that there's really, I mean, you'd have to because the football games come on at uh, what ten o'clock, right? The first game is the yeah, ten o'clock yeah, game, exactly. or or maybe it, you bump it back to eleven o'clock. Who knows? So the, the games start early, so you know there's really no time to get out there and have a two-hand touch football game, a turkey bowl game, right. etc. Right. But I, w- I would like to tell you that. Um, one of the things we haven't done recently, the last three years, let's say, um, you know, the remember how we used to game, huh? the intra-facility uh, football games. Actually, this kind of like started started off the season where we would have two-hand touch games through, you know, between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Um, you know, we try and have like three games at minimum, maybe four games and uh, see who ends up on top. Um but we haven't done that in a few years. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can get a full body massage and get the, the joints uh, massaged a little bit and uh, get my throwing arm loosened up. <laughs> get the hamstring stretched out. That's the number one injury, by the way, for us, uh, you know, uh, for us giants of our dreams who get out there thinking we're still in our 20s, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pulling pull exactly. and stretching a hamstring. So, oh man, but that is, all that's that is good. True. Well, that's all we got, Mr. Producer. Um, I'll let you get back to uh, making sure the nails are nailed and the uh, the studs are in and. You're on schedule for the preparation of your uh, your humble abode being presented to you to for you know to your liking before uh, absolutely before the the main person in the picture and I'm not talking about the child coming but you know who I'm talking about uh, steps one oh, foot yeah. in there to to pronounce it a home uh, can't happen That's without right. that um, so that'll be a good a good thing. So um, that's all I got. Perfect. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we were able to do it. It, it had been very long, uh, although the the reasons were quite valid. But like you had said, we had never missed a holiday show, and so it was great to be able to do that. And um, 
and we hope obviously that everybody has a great holiday. So good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. I'm glad we were able to get back on. And I know we got some things scheduled between now and uh, and Christmas. Um, hopefully, maybe we can squeeze in um, a pre-Christmas show. Looking at my calendar here to see when uh, when December Christmas is on a Wednesday this year. Christmas Eve is on a Tuesday, so um, we got about three weeks to determine whether or not we can uh, squeeze one in there on one of those Tuesdays. And if we can, we will. So, Absolutely. Mr. Producer, why don't you give our traditional closeout and uh, we'll do what we got to do. We'll do. Absolutely. All right. Well, again, uh, we, you know, we thank everybody as we always do for the ongoing support. Uh, that is always what keeps us going. Um, and we hope to be on a little more regularly here, maybe here in the new year after our, after our potential show in December. Um, so all the listeners will have more new shows to look forward to. Um, and then, of course, around the holiday season, we wish everybody um, uh, good holidays, a happy holidays, and a safe holidays. And uh, we will catch you all on the other side.
that's our show for this evening. Thank you for listening. Be sure to listen to our next broadcast Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash OCG radio. Like us, friend us, and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash OCGWorkCA and on Twitter at OCGWorkCA. You can listen to podcasts of all our shows on iTunes under Roach on Recovery or on our Blog Talk Radio homepage. This has been a presentation of OCG Recovery Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.